Hello. Oh, shit. I hear you. Oh, way better, too. Nice. Okay, well, good. So, fuck the iPhone or whatever. Yeah. I mean, in general. Sweet. Well, how long have we been talking about doing this, Ryan? Uh, we have been talking about this, Paul. Oh, shoot, since... What, 2016? That that sounds about right. Since so, yeah, we, so we, eight years in the making. Since we, we went to... Uh, where we go? We went to that ASDA conference in Seattle. Oh, shit, and, you're right. And that was where we found out about... Um, Wow, oh, shoot, which one was it? Shared was that practices. shared practices? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was with our Rob Lowe shout out. Yeah, I think he's actually taking it back over too from George, if I am following the Facebooks correctly. Did he? I, I haven't listened to it since season one. Did he walk I away? Either, like, he dropped off and like George kind of became the guy and then like. George is doing something else now, and like so now it's back to Rob because I I think he's either out of the military and actually buying a practice now or or, or something. That's Truth weird. Be told, that I don't that's really been... listen to it. Yeah, well, I was listening to our favorite um, working interferences today, and I haven't listened for a long time because my staff took over my Spotify, and huh. so I'm. They were kind of making it sound like Josh isn't around anymore, but that might have just been my. See, that was my question, because, yeah, because Holly's been on, like, the last three or whatnot, and he, uh, yeah. I think he deleted his Facebook or something a while back. Yeah, and they were talking a lot about I don't know, some other stuff. I hope, I hope he's okay. Yeah, yeah, I like him. He's a funny little motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah, amen. so so I don't know what we're doing exactly. I'm just going to ask you who you are, <laughs> and we'll go from there. Perfect. Well, uh... Hello, everyone. I'm Ryan McCormick. I am a 2019 graduate from OHSU. Um, Worked in a small DSO for the first two years of my career, and now I own a a practice in a little town no one's ever heard of called Prineville, Oregon, which is exactly where I wanted to end up three years ago when Paul and I were, four years ago when Paul and I were trying to figure out where we wanted to be when we were done, and I said Prineville, and Paul looked at me like I had three heads. Prineville, where the men are men, <laughs> the women are men, and the sheep are just plain nervous. <laughs> yeah, kind of true. More, more cows yeah. are nervous than sheep. What, what but, the fuck know. do I just say? Like, my story is exactly the same. 2019 grad, we we closed on our practices, like, I think on the same day, April 1st of last year. <laughs> within, yeah, within a week, yeah. <laughs> it was April 5th, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Down in, down in southern Oregon, but... uh. But yeah, so I think we just kind of wanted to to put this together, A, so we have a reason to talk to each other a little bit more frequently, which is always good, and B, just uh, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are sort of for seasoned dentists, and there's some podcasts that are out there for dental students, and there's not a lot in that middle ground of when you're just starting out and you, you don't know what the fuck is happening. So <laughs> we're going to fill that hole. Wait, wait, I'm confused. Do you know what the fuck is happening? No, no, I don't. I was hoping you did. <laughs> That's why you're my guest. Yeah, some some days some days this goes uh some days this goes well and some days it uh it I I, I question my my life. So if you're yeah, in dental sounds, school you're a new grad and, Yeah. If you're if you're in dental school you're a new grad and 
you feel like you're questioning everything, yeah, I think that's a normal place to be. Definitely. So we are here for you. What What is the thing you have found has been, uh, you know, what surprises you the most about being a new dentist? The instant trust that I get from people is probably one of the most surprising things. And then uh, from a patient standpoint, I think, and then I think from my staff would just be that they expect me to know all the answers and they judge me <laughs> when I use Google. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tell my staff I use Google, but I use Google. No, I use Google all the time in front of them. It was actually pretty funny when we, when I came over here, like day three of me being in this practice and owning it and supposed, you know, supposedly knowing everything I'm doing, there was a stainless steel crown on my, on my schedule. And the uh, last time I did a stainless steel crown was third year of dental school on a typodont. So uh, that was, that was fun. It was my assistant walked me through how to do a stainless steel crown. <laughs> but you did a bunch of those in Alaska, right? Uh, I did. Uh, I guess I did one my fourth year. I only did okay, one. That, that's like a bunch. It's one yeah. more than I think I did on a real person. One is a number. That is true. One is a number. Yeah. Um, what has been the most surprising thing to you about being in your dentist? Uh, how many people don't know how to sit in the dental chair? Never ceases to <laughs> amaze me. It's like, what? Yeah. What are you, a fucking liquid? <laughs> no, it's it's funny that you bring up the the patient trust because it's it's so true. It's like, yeah. Sometimes I feel like I know so little, and people just are immediately like, just wow, okay. no. You got it going on. You're in this office. You got that scanner thing. You're the man. I'm trying to decide if this is a primary tooth or not. I remember when we were in dental school and you had to present treatment to patients and you had to present 47,000 options and then you put in all this work and they said no to everything. Yeah. And yeah. Now, you, now you just walk into a room and you're like, oh, you need a crown. And they say, okay. Yeah, thank Very God different. we don't have to present the bad options. I think that was always the worst <laughs> part of dental school. It's like, well, yeah, I could do an all-surface filling and your tooth will explode. <laughs> or we could just put a crown on that. Yeah, uh, no, please uh, do the minimum that you could do. Well, I think I just turn, did. Turn my tooth back into a primary tooth. So if you had dental school to do over again... What's something you'd do different? Oh, man. I actually think, I mean, you know, to be super full of myself, I think I did dental school right. Awesome. I, went to, I went to as few classes as I could. I paid attention to all the stuff that didn't matter as little as I could. Nice. I got the grades that allowed me to get by, and I worked on developing my hand skills, which was really you know, it's a hard thing to do in dental school now to come out with confidence in your hand skills because, you know, dental schools do nothing. Oh, shit. Um, Especially with the last couple of years with COVID and everything. I yeah. mean, it's even, you think of how little, yeah. like, we actually did and people are doing not even half of that. Yeah, I did, I did like, 16 fillings in, in dental school, and I think I did 16 fillings today. <laughs> so, I mean, That sounds you know, horrible. <laughs> it was pretty terrible, but I did 47 um, extractions today. Yeah, no, I uh, I barely did 47 extractions last year. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> not not too far off though. But we run very, we have very different practices. You and I, we're not not at all really in the same 
practice world. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think we have a lot of the same, I mean, you know, we're trying to bring implants. I mean, you're doing a lot with ortho, which is uh, awesome. Kind of jealous about that a little bit. Yeah. You do a lot more surgery than me though, which is, which makes me jealous. So, you know, as long as we're both jealous, I think we're doing it right. But I just mean in terms of the, the patient populations that we serve, I feel like you and I, our practices are very, very different. Oh yeah, for sure. No, not for better, not for better or worse. You're much more successful than I am. You have a much prettier practice than I do. So, <laughs> so let's see. So I've got some questions. I finally found the thing that I've been fumbling around looking for. So I'll okay. stop talking out of my ass here. Um, well, we're going to do that anyway. <laughs> True, true. But these are these are questions that I pulled off of uh, dental Facebook groups, kind of from students. And uh, this is one is is kind of my favorite. Is it even worth taking notes in dental school? There's just so much material thrown at us, and I feel like a lot of it I won't see again or until the exam. I watch lecture and take notes, and I go through my mo- notes and lecture and talk through it. Then I go through the lecture two more times. This puts me to a, a day or two before the quiz or exam. I do this for seven or eight lectures, 600 or so slides, and I'm reviewing and teaching parts of the lecture to friends. Granted, I draw up pathways when needed, but I've come to realize most of the stuff tested is from the PowerPoint, not my notes. How did you study for dental school, specifically this as person, a D one? This person sounds like they're trying to specialize because there's no reason to put in that much effort. Sorry, but in my opinion. Um, I think my favorite part is that a lot of this I feel like I won't see again. Yeah, you won't. That Krebs yeah. pathway, like, psh, fuck that. <laughs> study it so that you can pass part one. Do they still do part one of boards? Is boards still one, two, one part or is it? I feel like boards is one part now. We should yeah. probably know that if we're we, going to dispense well, I mean, advice. But yeah, um, I feel like I would, D1, you just got to, you know, fucking just get through it, you know, do whatever you got to do, like uh, study to the test. You know, I'd say most most teachers are either going to be 100 percent off the PowerPoint or like no percent off the PowerPoint. So just kind of figure out which one they are and then study accordingly. Well, I mean, I think it really depends on on what you're trying to do too. you know my my first term of dental school i was hell-bent on specializing and so i tried to kill myself when i was at school studying all the time and i got to the end of first term and it was you know i looked at myself and i was like this isn't sustainable i can't continue to do this for four years and i just kind of settled into the fact that i was going to be a general dentist and i honestly love being a general dentist but um you know, it, if you're if you're hell bent on becoming an oral surgeon or something like that, I, it is important that you spend all of that time and learn all that stuff because that's how you're going to get. Yeah, because you're going to have to do med boards and all the entry exams and all that other stuff. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're just wanting to get through and survive and work like the majority of us, I you know figure out. I was, I felt like I was always able to figure out how people were going to test and I could, you know, you figure out if they're that 0% or that 100% off the PowerPoint and I would just focus on, try and focus my studies there. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it was actually really funny the other day. My, my wife and I just bought a house and moved into a house and she still has a bunch of her pharmacy school textbooks and we were talking about textbooks from 
undergrad and or from dental school and i i realized that i never read a single textbook and she read all of hers <laughs> i have all my textbooks because they're digital oh can we still access those i if you know your password which i don't i don't think i do oh no that that app broke on my uh on my computer second year and i never figured out how to fix it yeah, I feel like there was some stuff, like, I feel like we had to read for Remo. <clears throat> like, I remember reading the Remo stuff, but that's that's really about it. Yeah, that might be true. But, yeah, and I bookshelf or whatever that was called, Vital Source. Yeah, Vital uh, Source. Yeah. Okay, so I question that... about dentistry. Hey there, <laughs> I'm currently 15, and I want to work in the dentistry field when I grow up. Which subjects would you recommend taking in high school to be a future dentist? Good job getting your life figured out by 15. <laughs> I think no I joke. want to be a spaceman at 15. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what I wanted to be at 15. Um, cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah, I failed at that. Um, too short. Been <laughs> um, too scared of animals. Big animals. Um, and I would say... Well, I would say things that develop your hand skills. That's what I was thinking too. Wood shop, metalworking, sewing, all of the fun, all of the fun stuff that your parents won't let you take if they're like my parents. They wouldn't let you take sewing. No, <laughs> no, was, that was a big fat no. Sewing and band were for nerds. It's kind of funny. I don't remember when I put together this list of questions, but the next one is called Horrible Haircut. I recently got a haircut and it looks horrendous. I've been going to the gym, grocery store, friends' houses, and family members' houses with a hat. I literally spent $100 on a rotation of hats. It's so ugly. I usually go to this one barber, but he got arrested, and I ended up getting a haircut from somebody else in the shop. And it's literally the most disgusting thing ever. The problem is that I was planning on shadowing an orthodontist tomorrow and Wednesday, and then my general dentist Thursday and Friday. If you were in my position, the most disgusting haircut ever, would you call in and just make up an excuse to so you could go the week after, or would you just go? No, man. It's COVID times. We're a surgical cap. No one will even question. That's exactly what I was thinking. Scrub hat yeah. all day. Yeah. yeah. I have one. I wore it once. Yeah, I wear one every day. I really like it. I have a huge egg-shaped head, and I figure it, like, covers that. <laughs> and uh, one time, I definitely pulled someone's tooth, and it flew out and uh, got in my hair, and it was pretty gross. So that avoids that, too. <laughs> You're a lot more aggressive than I am. Dude, that cow horn, it just does all the work. Ugh, I need new cow horns. Oh, love my cow horn. So what activities do you think helped you get into dental school? That's a great question. I have no idea. Do you think playing the cowbell helped you get into dental school? I don't know. Probably. Well, well tell me about this. Did you go straight uh, from high school to college to dental school, or did you have a different path? No, I, I I had the path that no one should take because it takes forever. Um, I did go straight from high school to dental school, or high school to dental school. That would have been cool. Um, high school to college, but I went to a community college for three years, and then I went to another community college for a year, and then I went to Oregon State for my last two years. Um, but the fun thing was... Uh, 
I talked to an admissions person at a dental school when I was uh, going into my senior year at Oregon State or my third senior year. Um, I asked him about my application and about the path I'd taken. And he looked at me and said, don't even apply. We'll throw your application in the garbage. And so I took a didn't didn't apply my senior year and then I took an entire year to go do a whole bunch of other stuff that I didn't like and then I applied to dental school and I got into the same school that he told me through my application away at. So, you know. Showed him. Uh, yeah, showed him. Uh, and then I told him about it my third year of dental school and he didn't remember nice. that conversation. Yeah. I was gonna say, did what you call you? him and say, suck it? Oh geez. <laughs> I mean went from high school to community college. Community college to four-year college, but instead of majoring in something useful, I majored in uh, rhetorical analysis. I, I still don't know what it means either. <laughs> Got the only job that you can get with that, which is running a martial arts school. Did that for eight years until my knees blew out. And in then I was hometown. like, shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, in Brookings. <laughs> uh, went back to school. Got a human physiology degree and then went into OHSU from there. So I, I took the very expensive double bachelor's degree path to get to dental school. Yeah, and what? But was I would the, have been a horrible what, dentist uh, if I went right from from the get go. Yeah, I mean, I think dentistry was always the path for me, so I always knew that was where I wanted to end up. But just the fact of someone telling me that I couldn't do it that was in that position of power. Um, I think taking that year off and really looking at what is dentistry the way I want to go. Cause I did all kinds of stuff. I shadowed a nurse. I worked for three hours in a ER being a scribe. Um, cause I thought I wanted to go medical. So yeah. Yeah. Looked, looked at nursing, looked at going to med school. Uh, funny, funny fact, I actually applied to nursing school at OHSU. Um, the same year I applied to dental school and I got denied in less than a week from nursing school. So I thought that was funny that, OHSU was like, hey, you can't be a nurse, but you can be a dentist. I feel like that that was a good move. Yeah. Oh, no, I, especially with today's today's world, I agree with oh, that. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. So, um, so next question here. I keep hearing about ASDA. What is ASDA? <laughs> oh, we have a little bit of experience there, don't we, Paul? Just a touch. Yeah, so, so let's let's talk about your role, your ASDA path. Well, I think my ASDA path was I kept applying for positions that you ended up getting instead of me, and then I jumped you, and I became the District 10 trustee in my third year and was never yeah. at school. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a fun fourth year, wasn't it? That really was. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to, you got to be almost almost one of the head honchos you got to sit in that that sweet boardroom oh, make all the decisions good times good times yeah. um just to back up a little i guess uh we should say that asda is the american student dental association which is uh what would you say it's like the largest well obviously it's the largest student dental organization that's the dumbest thing i've ever said if well, i learn how to edit stuff out i'm going to take that part out well you shouldn't <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's um, it's okay, people. I'm this dumb. Yeah, it's um, the, it's but it's the largest, uh, it's the largest student organization there is for dentistry. I think it might be the largest student-led organization for a professional school in the country. 
I, I think you're right. I am a little jealous. I do have to say I've been on Instagram and all the all the district meeting stuff is popping up and I do miss the district meetings. Those are always fun. I'm just um, sitting here, you know, just waiting for somebody to send me a thing like, hey, you should come speak at our meeting, Mr. Former Trustee. And I, I just yeah. haven't got one yet. Yeah, you weren't you weren't as cool as some of the other ones. Um, it's a it's it's a tough circuit. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure, it's really tough. Uh, as as the, as a dental student, I think is is really important to to show involvement. And if you're you know thinking about getting into dental school and you trying to get into dental school, I think that there's a lot of um, pre dental as the chapters out there that you know it would be a good good thing to get involved in. It's a good thing to put on your resume. You're not going to do a whole lot before you get into dental school, but as far as having another another feather in your cap application wise, I think it's important. And then um, it was fun in school. I mean, you know, I Paul and I both have friends that we still talk to from all over the country that we never would have gotten to talk to if we hadn't been a part of the American Student Dental Association. Oh, yeah. It, it's something, too. It makes that whole uh, dental experience a, a little smaller. You realize that all the all the problems and the shit and things you deal with, uh, you know, they're the same at other schools, you know, everyone has issues with the Perio department. <laughs> and the removables department and the <laughs> prosthodontists and most of the faculty and everyone. And a lot of people fail pharmacology. Everyone tells you that you're trash for four years. Yeah. So that, yeah. that sums it up. What, what did you find the hardest, uh, like non hand skills class in dental school was. Oh, hands down pharmacology. I never passed a single test. That's why I married a pharmacist. See, smart. Fig- fig- figure that out. I made it through pharmacology and I didn't pass a single test. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't teach you anything relevant. You no, know, oh, it's, it's so many, it's so many pathways and mechanisms of action and all this stuff. And it's just like I prescribe the same six drugs like day in, day out. Yeah, teach me those six drugs, and I can Google everything else. That should be 2022 pharmacology. Right. I really hope that my wife didn't hear me say that because she's cringing right now. She did. (laughs) How to use e-scripts. That's day one. (laughs) And then the pharmacy will call you when you mess it up. Exactly. That's what they're there for. Interactions and stuff like that, but that is one of the Yeah. But it's like, I think we spent so much time, like, like, looking at every class of drug that there is and not enough time, like, Hey, you know, these things that you are kind of prescribed, like what are interactions you have to worry about? Yeah. Do you give this to someone with kidney failure? Do you give this to an alcoholic, you know, blah, 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 blah. Would have been way more useful than, you know, like, Oh, how does ditch work? (laughs) Something sodium potassium pumps off. That's what I remember. I remember more than I, I don't remember any of that. It's that so. eight years of working in a pharmacy that helped me a lot. Yeah, that probably did help you a lot. Okay, same question, but hand skills class. Ooh. I don't know that one. What was, what was your... Was it least oh, favorite yeah. or most useless? Uh, no, no, I mean just the hardest. Oh, hardest. Like what you had the most trouble with. I had the most trouble with fucking crowns and temporaries. Failed that practical. Like I could, I could not make a fucking prep that didn't look like a damn traffic cone for like a year and a half. You know, you know, <laughs> you know. What's my favorite thing about 
temporaries is? That my assistants do them? Yeah, you know the last time I made one? Probably dental shortly school? after dental school. Yeah, when I was still when I was still trying to micromanage everything. You know what the other great thing about a temporary is? You know what I tell every patient that complains about What's their temporary? That? It's temporary. Yeah, yeah. You're, if you make it too good, your... they'll never come back. <laughs> oh, man. I remember when they told us that. <laughs> that was just because those patients were cheap and they didn't want to pay. True. Now our patients are vain and they still don't want to pay. Also, no one really <laughs> wants to pay. Insurance companies don't even want to pay. Yeah. Yeah, that's been that's been a fun learning curve. Has been insurances. Ugh. That sounds that sounds like another another uh, podcast topic to me. Yeah, uh, that does. I think this is just more or less our introductory. We'll bounce around, you know, hop from here to here like a frog on crack. Just kind of go around. That'd be pretty funny. That would be pretty it's actually. Funny talking with someone the other day that you remember dr morton yeah oh hell yeah talking with someone the other day that knows dr morton and i was talking about the the fruit fly meth lab (laughs) (laughs) i gave meth fruit flies and they all died why i should have done research (laughs) yeah that'd have been real uh no i don't know too much work for me you know the only thing Uh, i did was i did that uh that howard thingamajiggy and I actually treatment planned uh, Maryland Bridge today. Did you really? I did, yeah. I contemplated it the other day, and then I said, nah, you get an implant. Yeah, well, this was mandibular incisor. It's like I'd have to extract another tooth to get in an implant. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good choice. Then you got to do two crowns off one implant. It just looks bad. Yeah, and that, that always looks funky. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of it's like, ah, we can do this. And then, you know, if it fails down the road, you know, we still have that implant option. Right. Well, I, so I had a couple notes here on, on what, what we should, or things I thought we should potentially talk about in this podcast as well. Uh, so my things were kind of targeted towards new grads after dental school. What's next? Um, CE to focus on, um, as far like and as far as CE, like there's so many different ways you can go. Do I fo- do you focus on implants, airway, aesthetics, coice, mm-hmm. um, you know, ortho? Sure. What's your plan? Um, and I was clearly drunk when I wrote this because I wrote career goals like 17 times. I'm so. clearly <laughs> drunk now. Uh, and then I wrote Carrie's books. So you know, I got real far. But I remember being really excited about this note when I wrote it. So, you know. This is what happens when we do six months in between uh, actually recording from when we took our notes. Yeah. That's probably true. Actually, I think this was at an ortho ortho CE in in Texas. So, it would have been like November. Yeah, we're three months. When... when I started, one of the first uh, CEs that uh, that I did, I went to Chicago, and they it just had a lot of little little CEs, like oh, little stuff on dentures, little stuff on this. But we did a five hour CE on um, case planning and treatment plan present uh, presentation, and I think that's probably the best thing that you can look for in the first year because you don't know shit about how to talk to people and how to 
say like, oh, this is why this tooth needs this, or this is an order that makes sense, or, you know, just being able to, to talk like a human, because you spend four years, you know, talking like a dental student. <laughs> yep. And I, I don't feel like it's, yeah, especially when you get into bigger cases. Day one of day one of my dental career, I had like a $60,000 case walk through the door and I had no idea what I was doing and he walked out and got it done somewhere else. Is that like full mouth rehab or? Yeah, it was pretty much a full mouth rehab that I probably completely butchered because I just had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, I was, it was funny because I was going to say like that's the next CE that I think is uh, super good to look into because not necessarily whether or not you do them, but if you know kind of enough about how it works, you can save yourself from treatment planning horribly or knowing when you should be like, hey, have you ever heard of a prostodontist? Because <laughs> I'm going to refer you to one. Do you have prostodontists down there? Fuck no. We, I got the same ones we went to school with. It's like you can drive four hours, or you can let me do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat. I don't even have a specialist in my town. Damn, like none. Uh, we have or an orthodontist that comes one day every other week. Wow. Yeah. So that's nuts. Yeah. Other than that, it's 45 minutes to the nearest specialist, and if you want endo an endo specialist, it's like a four month wait. So. Wow. We do a what lot do you of do with people that are, you know, needing endo that's endo you can't do? Tell them to wait. <laughs> uh, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's, been a, there's been a few people that I've referred out to Portland. Um, gotcha. It's Dr. V at uh, West Coast Endo because she's awesome. Um, but, I mean, mostly, you know, that's the, that's the thing. You have a, a CBCT in your practice as well. Mm -hmm. But that's the biggest thing. I, I actually find that when I take a 3D of, of of a tooth that needs endo, there really aren't a lot I can't do. Yeah, the CBCT makes them a lot less scary when you when you know exactly what you're looking for going in. Yeah, and this is coming and from then, a guy that didn't even complete a molar in dental school. Dude, I, I did it number two the other day. I was so fucking proud of myself. Yeah. You didn't even send me a picture. I should. I think it's still on my phone. That is a number three in an hour and a half today, and I felt real proud of myself. Yeah, I won't tell you how long the two took me. <laughs> it was not an hour and a half. I'm still pretty They're slow hard. with that. Yeah. But what I found but, is, uh, you know, when our endo is really booked out, at least I can, you know, offer, you know, doing it a bride. Yeah. So that's uh, that's been helpful. But yeah, and you, shit, you can your get payout on the word to bride's like nothing though. Yeah, no, it's horrible. It's, I mean, it's like most most things. It's it's all terrible. That's my my favorite thing when patients ask me why everything's so expensive. You just you just point to your boat. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a boat yet. <laughs> yet. Or a me either. I have a horse though. You have a it's horse. Basically, now? like a boat. <laughs> Yeah, it's about as expensive, right? Oh, geez, it is. Like, since we got this thing, like, I never really wanted one, but Caitlin was really into getting a horse, so we got a horse. Um, and then it's been, like, every weekend, it's like, build a paddock, build a hitching post, build a stable -y thing, 
Does she ride this horse? No, it's too small for us to ride. It's oh, basically it's like, like a glorified pony. It's like a big <laughs> pony. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so if you have some kids, like you come over ride our horse. <laughs> Otherwise, you, you just look at it. Find Paul. Find Paul's house in Grants Pass, and you can go ride his horse. That's right. Oh, if you're under 120 pounds, that's the weight. the The horse has a weight limit. The horse has a weight limit. I for, I forget the math, but it's something like they can only do like 20 percent of their body weight weight or something. So it's oh. like a 600 pound horse. See, this way I'd have been a terrible cowboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're even, you're even. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I was going to say you're too small for this horse, but that's not right. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not even small enough for that horse. There you go. I got you. I got you. So, uh, just before we we round this out or whatnot, what are uh, what's something that you're doing right now that's not dentistry? Like, what's something you're watching or? Oh, well, we just bought a house, so is. As nice as it is, there's a lot of projects around here. Um, we're sure. big into Yellowstone, Yellowstone. If you're talking, talking TV shows, that's the the biggest one. And then Super Bowl's coming up, and I'm a big football guy. So, who you rooting for? My, well, you know, the Chiefs kind of ate one last week, so that was my hope. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I got bad news for you if you're rooting for the Chiefs. Yeah, um, you know, I don't really know. I like the Rams. Uh, and I, but I, I don't think that the, I, I think Cincinnati's going to win. I think that's, that's where I'm. At the same time, I feel like they deserve to win. They do. They haven't been there since. That's that's kind of where I'm going to. Something like that. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your Super Bowl score prediction then? Ooh, I haven't even thought about it. I know I'm putting you on the spot right now. Today was Monday, Paul. Um, I don't know. Let's say, uh, let's say twenty-four twenty. I'm gonna go uh, thirty-five seventeen Cincinnati. Thirty-five seventeen. You notice how yeah. I just said twenty-four twenty, but I didn't put a team with it. That was on purpose. Yeah, I mean that's smart. <laughs> I'm just gonna dub in Rams over that Rams. Rams, 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 Rams. <laughs> yeah. So Yellowstone's pretty good. We've been talking about uh, getting into that one. You should. Um, it's it's an easy one to binge. It's uh, it's very drama filled, um, kind of the whole time. So and this. If they would ever release the next episode, my life would be good, but they won't. How many uh, How many seasons is it? Um, I think they're on season four, season five. That's not Maybe too season bad. Three. I don't know. I know. I can tell you. Right. They're on season four. Season four. All right. We mm-hmm. we see the little ad thing. We've been wanting to get into it. Is uh Sam Elliott in that? Uh no, Sam Elliott is not in that one. He's in the oh. the eighteen eighty six the um spinoff okay. from Yellowstone yeah. with Jim McGraw and Faith Hill. I always like so. seeing him because I 
when I lived in Brownsville, like I'd see him at the store and the post office and weird stuff. So it's just cool to see him on the TV too. Really? It's like, oh yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, he has a, a ranch up, uh, up in Brownsville. I so he'd go in in the morning and get his like coffee and stuff. When I worked at the dairy Mart. That's funny. I think my favorite yeah. show with Sam Elliott is, uh, is the ranch mostly because it's yeah, funny yeah. to watch Ashton Kutcher chew. He's so, <laughs> so bad at it. But that's not a plug for chewing, by the way. I think the name of this episode is going to be called Ashton Kutcher is bad at chewing. <laughs> I think that would be great. That's that's what we're going with. Well, sweet. Well, we plan to do this once a month. The The next thing is I need to learn how to fucking edit this. So who? what's your uh, what's your time frame that you think I'm going to actually have this posted? Uh, so we're saying we're doing the next one end of February. So I'm going to say right before we get the next one out. Okay. Next one recorded. See, I was, I was going to try to hit it hard, do it this weekend, but since you don't have much faith in me, you know, I'll probably let it go a little well, longer. It, you know, it did, did take us six years to do this or however long it took. So, you know, yeah. I also kind of want to leave the 15 minute intro of us just trying to figure out how to log on to this thing. I thought that was pretty funny when I said I can just you can talk and I can text you and you can just read my text. <laughs> I thought about it. That's a lot of reading. Like I wasn't kidding about the I'm kind of drunk thing. Oh, perfect. I had a hard enough time reading my like 14 point font little dental school questions. <laughs> cool. I think we uh, uh, in future ones will come up with a a uh, format so we don't just ramble because you know then people might actually listen. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of people listening, who do you think is going to listen to this first one? Oh, my staff. And they're going to oh, laugh okay. at me. And then it's See, gonna I was going to say like topic. my wife and my mom. Yeah. That's it. Uh, no, my, my staff Thomas. will listen. Well, my staff will listen to the, the, the intro and then they'll say, uh, I'm so they listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, oh, Ryan staff, if you make it this far, Send me an email and I'll send you five dollars. <laughs> Ooh, deal. I won't tell them that you put that in there. Uh, Julia really yeah. wants to record our intro, by the way. She's got the voice awesome. of an angel, so we, well, I'm, we can I'm come into up it. With an intro. Um, what are we calling this? Off the cusp. Off the cusp. I think that's a good. Off the yeah. cusp. And I, I told you I got a, a fiber guy to make us little pencil drawing headshot things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you didn't. But that. Is oh, I did. Awesome. Yeah. It's going cool. to be, uh, we got little cartoons, uh, my, our heads. I do have to say my buddy just released a, uh, a podcast, um, about, uh, he is a custom pipe builder. I don't know how you choose that as a career. Um, but he did just release a podcast and I'm a little bit, um, disappointed because they're like 30 minutes of their first episode was talking about black widows um <laughs> and, and i'm talking about the spider but yeah, I, I, I um, yeah they talked about black widows and brown recluses for like 30 minutes and I, I thought that was really funny um and i don't remember what his podcast was called but i would, would give him a shout out here if i did the black widow pipe fitting podcast no it's uh it's oh shoot i'll give him a shout out here. give me one second I feel like I'm going to be the Googler of this this podcast. That's all right. 
if we we get big, we can hire someone to be our Googler. Right. Um, do 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 do. What is it's something about pipes, smoke show, or something like that. That's not what it is, but that would be a great. Uh, all smoking widows. All smoking widows. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh tell you guys next episode. Then on his Instagram, and there's just a lot of him making pipes. Uh, beyond the pipe is what it's called. Beyond the pipe. So I guess I guess spiders are beyond the pipe, so that kind of makes sense. It does. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Well, you have an excellent day. And, uh, you too, Paul. I'll see you in February. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Later. Later.